0: Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5s podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything, and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. As you say.
1: (laughs) In the car.
2: Do you know where that phrase comes from? It's one of my most favorite phrases from Jurassic Park.
1: And we're back. (laughs) Because
2: the the car falls down the tree. Do you remember that? I do not. Falls on top of them and the kid goes, and we're back. In the car, <laughs> which is where they started before the dinosaur knocked it over into the ravine or something and into the middle of the tree.
1: Well, that's pretty much where we are. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Yeah, We're back in our, our mobile studio. Let's yes. call it that. Wow, did I sexy that up real you quick?
1: Sure did. You
2: sure did. And the reason that we're in the uh, mobile studio is because we are in the middle of pouring rain again.
1: And unfortunately, for the the event that we're at... It's rain or shine.
2: Yeah. They they go on regardless. It's one of those systems which is very tall and very wide and very slow moving. So this is going to be rain all day for the Rock Valley Mustang Club's annual car show. And they usually have like 75 to 100 cars.
1: Oh, it's amazing.
2: Yeah. And obviously they have a lot less than that. We took a couple of pictures. They're beautiful cars. Like, mustangs from 68 and 69 just really cool stuff the marines are here fixing breakfast for people and, and lunch with brats and stuff
1: and we just heard the bagpipes as they performed amazing grace and then mm-hmm. we said instead of saying the star spangled banner yeah it was really cool
2: yeah bunch of cool people and we've known sp- sporadic people throughout this group for a long time so uh, we decided to do this but you know yesterday was gorgeous oh perfect oh, absolutely
1: perfect you yeah, know
2: the, the hoods would have been up and everybody been happy and then uh, here we are, here are. yeah right, hey, but, it. I, but i'm guessing we're going to have a couple of ideal toasts i'm guessing we're going to have some car stories and then when we run out of that we'll make up something as we go along. well
1: and you know what today is too today is september 11th 9 Yeah. so it is a big day and what's the anniversary is this 20 years
2: 21 years
1: 21 years
2: so we have some of the fire department here from the area and uh, that adds more of the appeal for what the folks do for the community and it, it also shows that they band together. It doesn't really matter what the reason. I mean, this is a car show.
1: Right, right, it, right. I mean,
2: it could come or go, and it, it's not that a serious thing. But these guys jump together and team in, whether it's a food, fun drive, or mm-hmm. anything. They jump on board, so it's sort of neat.
1: Well, and they were going to have the two fire trucks here hanging the American flag, and they were going to have a flyover today. But because of the weather, that mm-hmm. has been canceled, too. Yeah. But the 40th anniversary... Of the Rock Valley Mustang Club is today. This Man. is about 40 years. Can you believe yeah, that? That's crazy. And it's the biggest one. I've been talking to them and found out it is the biggest car show, car club. Oh, and I didn't they, know um, And they raise money for Bravehearts. Bravehearts,
2: I'm familiar with Bravehearts. Are
1: you familiar? Because yeah. I didn't know. It's a therapeutic riding and educational center for veterans and for special needs kids yes. and people.
2: And one of our Boy Scouts did his Eagle project there. Really? Yes, because... You know, horses don't look that uh, threatening when they're out in the pasture and they're far from you. But for folks that are sensitive and special needs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, once you stand next to the horse mm-hmm. and they're going to get you up on it, that horse is gigantic. Mm-hmm. So Michael Romando's Eagle Project was to make a realistic silhouette of the horse, oh. which is gigantic, in the waiting room.
1: Oh, wow. So
2: all it is is a black shadow, but it gave the people, whether it be adults or kids, gave the people the idea of just how big these horses are before you're in the arena with them. Yep. It had some really good thought going through it. It was a very nice and simple, and some of the most effective Eagle projects are simple, and you just need to execute them properly, and it has helped with that freak-out Of the people getting in the arena with the horses.
1: Oh, it's it's amazing. I was talking to some of the folks that are with Braveheart. And the therapy horse that is their poster child, for lack of a better word, um, is Hank. And he's got his own business card. He is so cool. He's a quarter horse. He was a cutting horse before he became a therapy horse.
0: Wow. So just amazing.
1: And he's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, they do something called Trail to Zero. They ride 20 miles. And what they're doing is bringing awareness to the fact that there are 20 veterans that commit suicide every day. They want to get that number down to zero. It's fascinating just listening to all that stuff. And Bravehearts, by the way, is a a nationally recognized program, the largest equine program for veterans, and veterans of all services, all branches of Mm -hmm. the service. Uh, Let's see, it started in 2007, I think he said. No cost to... The veterans at all? Correct. Nothing at all, which was amazing, and opportunities for that and their families. It's just a phenomenal program. Yeah. They always need volunteers. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to volunteer or if you want to learn about it, go to the website, which is bravehearts, with an S, riding.org. So cool.
2: And this so is cool. their current pet project that they yes. raise money for and contribute to BraveHearts. They've they, done it.
1: They being the car show.
2: Yes. They've yes. done it in the past to Rock House Kids and stuff like that. So they, they pick different charities and benefit them. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's volunteers and stuff like that that help out too from the, from the car show too. And, right. you know, and granted, when you're talking about something that's got, you know, a common knowledge and commonality among something, doesn't matter what it is. Could be horses, could be cars, could be hot air balloons, could be anything. It is a huge social item for these folks too oh it is oh it yeah. is and it is. and obviously these folks are back in 2022 after having a hiatus because mm-hmm. of the pandemic mm-hmm. so that can really make a, a big difference for the people behind the scenes also too mm-hmm. so i have a, I have a toast if you're interested oh, yeah, yeah yeah
1: sure do and by the way i just want to real quick put this in there too um mustang saviors is a video that they did for the brave hearts oh nice
2: okay you ready for the toast
1: Ready for the toast. I got one, too, but let me hear yours.
2: Here's to those items that eventually become an extension of our personalities. Ooh. I
1: like these beautiful cars. Think of all that
2: possibility. That's a lot. (laughs) Mine's not quite like that. Here's, Here's my
1: toast. Sexy, beautiful creations that provide a world of speed and freedom. Horses and cars. That's
2: right. You're not necessarily talking about cars. Yeah.
1: Wow. Cool, huh? I Click.
2: I really like that. That's
1: a cool tip. So.
2: Tom Mangelson. Do you remember the photographer I talked about? recently i do do. he went somewhere and i can't really remember where but it was uh wild horses and he was out photographing wild horses was
1: it out in south dakota i
2: don't know i'm not i'm not really sure it sure could have been because he lives in jackson hole wyoming
1: there's a place down in south dakota that has the wild mustangs
2: and i'm telling you the photographs that he brought back were phenomenal. So when you think, oh, he goes to Africa. Oh, he goes to Antarctica. Yeah, of course you get those kind of sexy animals that we're not used to seeing. Right. But when you see herds of horses, it's a different deal. And mm-hmm. he captures it so well. So anyway, look up Tom Mangelson. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's got uh, galleries all over the United States. And um, he's just very, very good. So if you like your horses.
1: Yeah, horses or cars. But I don't think I Tom Mustangs. takes
2: pictures of cars. No, but just I think. Just I know,
1: I know, <laughs> I know. But look at that guy. I think that one's cool.
2: By the way, are you a, uh, a watcher of some of the auto auctions that are nationwide? Do you see them? No, no I don't know. Uh, Baron Jackson is one that's out in Phoenix. I think they also have one in New York City. Uh, Meekum is in this area that also has them. And they will roll in these cars that they have spent so much money and time on, and they auction them off. And they'll be, oh, dollars $600,000 cars. Mm. And then you get oddities where this one was in such-and-such such a movie, and this one was in such-and-such such a something. But it's basically a collector's bowl of spaghetti with what they bring in and what they send out. And my brother-in-law in in Phoenix has said, you know, if you only came one week before you normally do, I would take you to Barrett-Jackson. Well, you can go in not as a bidder. You could just go in as a spectator and drink their beer and wander among their cars. And they have this system that you can see what's about to go on. And then, of course, you know, they package them up and they roll them in they don't drive them in they roll them in okay, of and course you they... don't want
1: to put the miles on yeah, those cars yeah,
2: yeah. god forbid right. and then at the other end you know if you decide to uh tour them at the other end then you see the price that they sold for wow. so it, you can sort of do either one but gorgeous gorgeous cars
1: i wonder if that's where the auto museum got some of their vehicles
2: i don't know
1: I don't know. They're they're pretty amazing.
2: They they are. They've expanded, and I really need to contact that guy because I went up there maybe 15 or 20 years ago, and it was amazing. It's really a lot of movie cars. Yes. Yeah, a lot of that. And you sort of wonder how a guy in Roscoe got the Batman mobile. Well, (laughs) there wasn't one Batman mobile. They wore them out. Mm -hmm. And so there was maybe seven Batman mobiles. And so, yeah, he doesn't have the Batman mobile, but he's got one enough to make it sexy enough to be able to pay your admission through the museum. To say, stuff. hey, yeah. we
1: have one here. Yeah. Exactly. You know
2: what I have also liked? What? You, you know, the, the Meekums and the, and the Barrett Jacksons did not used to be on TV. And oh. now they will run a whole weekend. So your average person who's not going to spend a dime but loves to see the cars, they can still see him on TV. Huh. Well, Jerry Seinfeld started that. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes, and he tries to match up the person with, with the, the car. car that he's uh-huh. going to pick them up in. Yep, he does an amazing job. He does. I've and, watched a few of those. And Jerry's a car freakazoid. Yeah, sort of like Jay Leno. So you learn something along the line. Uh huh. And then those people come out and they go, "Oh, how did you know? This I like is this my car. car. Yeah. And I've he, always had one. I he, grew
1: up with a Mustang. Yes, he does the research. Yeah. yeah.
2: Steve Harvey came out and just completely freaked out. And he goes, my dad had a car. He goes, yeah, I know.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, because he, oh, he did all that.
2: Did all the research. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got to
1: tell you, there's some, some of these Mustangs and some of the other cars that are around here. They're going to be getting an award. Did you know that this is the only car club that when they hand out the awards at the end of the day, and it could be a, a big one like, oops, I got to tell you, my microphone is not working very well for me. I'm, I'm at a odd angle here in our vehicle, in our mobile studio. Do you want me to get
2: some duct tape and strap it to your head? Yeah, no, that's okay. I could do that.
1: That's okay. Come on, it would be
2: worth a picture. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm Come sure on. it would. Come on.
1: Anyway. Me,
2: oh, oh here's what you're going to want me to do. Yeah. You're going to want me to get duct tape that matches <laughs> your clothing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you can do it
1: today because it's black.
2: Okay. I'm wearing See? black. See, perfect. I could, I could do that.
1: I know, I know. It's called I gaffer's did. tape. Yeah, I
0: really have,
2: have you it. ever owned a sports car?
1: Uh yes, we have. What would you have? We had a
2: Jaguar. You a convertible did, Jaguar. You mm-hmm. did not.
1: We did. We did. My husband and I. In fact, we took that car on our honeymoon. What? Yeah. No room for luggage. a uh, little tiny bit. That's it. <laughs> I couldn't pack a whole heck of a lot of course on my honeymoon. Did I you need a did lot? Did you of go clothes. to the did you
2: go to the beach?
1: No, we actually took it and we went to we went along the Blue Ridge Mountains. We drove around oh. the Blue Ridge Mountains, and we went to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, very nice. So we stopped nice. in Asheville. You know, very and, nice. Yeah, we did all that stuff. Wow. Threw out the clocks, so we didn't take a watch. Yeah, so
2: whatever. when you came back, did you have the Jaguar very long after that?
1: Yeah, we did. We only sold it probably, so I think we sold it probably about, well, I could always look up on Facebook. You know, what Facebook color? Blue. Blue. Beautiful blue. Not, not like that blue. Not like that blue. No, okay. it's more of a royal blue. Cream inside. Okay, and the uh, the I call it the hood. The hood went down, but it's not the hood. What do you call it? It's the roof. It's the roof that goes down. Yeah, the roof goes down. And Would you like so me to go
2: get a car glossary for yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not a
1: very I'm not a big car girl. I don't know much about car stuff. I know what I like and what I don't like. By the way,
2: in our mobile studio today, it is the most non-sexy car. <laughs> it is not a convertible. The roof will not retract, but we've got room. Yeah. We've got room on our side. Yeah. We have a Dodge Stealth. Do you know what a Dodge Stealth is?
1: No, I do not.
2: It is a sporty car. Okay. And Mitsubishi makes a version of it, and it's screaming red. Oh. And Sandy just sort of wanted that years ago in fact we bought it from brian thomas believe it or not yeah it was also funny when my mom decided to buy a sports car your
1: mom bought one
2: yeah at the age of like 67 or something like that that's
1: not old so
2: so she calls up her old high school classmate jack wolf
1: oh yes jack
2: wolf is in belvedere he owns big big dealerships for decades yep Says, hey Jack, this is Linda. Can you have one of your guys look up a really brightly colored sports car? Didn't say Mustang. Right? Oh, okay. It could have been anything. Right. And see what they have available. Uh-huh. So the salesman, a couple three days later, says, I've got one for you. Can I bring it out to you? <sighs> sure, fine. Drives it all the way from Belvedere out to out past the TV stations, and he pulls in with a navy blue car. Mm. Well, of course, my mom's going. What the hell do you people not understand about bright. the word I want bright. bright, Like this lime I green, or this beautiful orange yes, or yes. red, fire so engine she, red. So she sent him away. There's I mean there's no sense of her even bye getting bye. in the car. Yeah. yeah. Week later came back with a screaming yellow, yellow white like top convertible 2004 special edition Mustang <gasps> that she has driven up until she was 89 years old. She didn't drive it this last summer. And so now she wants to sell it.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Are you going to buy it from her? No. What?
2: No, I don't like sports cars.
1: You don't like sports cars? No. Are you kidding?
2: No. You know what? All right. All right. right, Here you go. Okay. I had sports cars. I had a Pontiac Firebird that I absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. I had a Chevy Nova that I absolutely loved. But as I got older, as I had a business, I need to haul stuff. And if you can't give me a car that I can fit more than a two-by-two two box in, I, I don't have any use for
1: you. Yeah, but a sports car is just a fun little car. But you I, need a fun little car. But this I, is not a fun little car. But I, but I this is a utility car. <laughs> (laughs) it's a utility vehicle you need a fun sports car just tell your mom i'll store it for you i'll keep it for you
2: you know that little phrase that you said in the voice that you used remember the toast where it says hey
1: those things ought to be
2: an extension of your personality you just jabbed the shit out of me going i did not think of that yeah i did
1: yeah sorry tim i didn't think about that I should have watched my mouth. <laughs> that's that's <Whoops>. hilarious.
2: <laughs> but you know, you I did. mean, honestly, you look at you look at the other way. Yeah. When you pull up to an intersection or somebody's behind you in your rearview mirror and you see a gigantic grill like on a Ram truck or something. Oh, yeah. And you go, oh my.
1: I'm like, oh, they're gonna run you over. Watch yes. out, especially if they got those huge wheels. Yes,
2: and four of them across yes. the back. And then this guy that's like five foot one gets out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I love that. So there are the extremes of that. Oh, but this is cool. I'm proud of my minivans. I really, I know, I really am. I I
1: get you, st- we do fit a lot in here, and it really is a cool mobile studio. Yeah, I get it stuff really done.
2: Do. I remember the first guy that I worked for. At Waffler's Standard. His name is Norm Waffler. Mm-hmm. And his brother and his dad owned this gas station. And mm-hmm. it was a true gas station because we were doing... As opposed
1: to a fake one? No, as yeah. opposed to a
2: convenience store with <laughs> oh, pumps. gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. And okay. it was a standard station. Do you remember Standard yeah, before they went to Amoco? Yeah. And he was a, a, a motorhead. He had the cars and he had the means and you know uh, Guy Fietti with the uh, diners, drive ins, and dives. Guy Fiore? Whatever. Ferretti, yes. Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. Cool hair. Yeah, yeah. Love him. So his intro, Man. he's in a, uh, I think it's a Camaro, isn't it? It changes. It does. It does. It
1: changes. Well, so I don't know.
2: Well, Norm's uh, 68, I believe, uh, Mustang was fire red like that and looked exactly like what Guy has. Norm was a good looking guy. And, of course, he dressed Hollywood with the, uh, you know, the, glasses. the glasses. And, of course, his wife Judy was gorgeous and blonde, and they would put the top down. And you see them going by, and it's like, it's Hollywood. Holy uh-huh. cow, it's Hollywood. Cool. And I remember his car to this day. And that's when I was like 16 years old.
0: Wow. It sticks
2: with you. It really does. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. You know what else sticks with me? Where I was on this day, 9-11. Oh, yeah, me too. Ah, oh, such a thing, and I know for our generation, it's nine eleven um my younger sisters they remember when the uh, shuttle blew up. Mm-hmm. They know where they were me too and and my mom and dad, they remember when John f. Kennedy was shot. yep, you know it's crazy. I was gonna be going on the air on the twelfth with Jim Mackey, okay, and so the day on the on nine eleven I woke up and was kind of getting ready, and my husband had gone to work, and um all of a sudden he says. Are you watching the news? I'm like, no. What? I turned on the TV, and they were talking about the tower that blew up. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I hadn't been out of radio very long. My radio instincts are kicking in. I really want the news, what's going on. Yeah. Give, me, give me the AP wire. I want to you know, see what's happening. I want to flip all different channels yeah. and whatever, How do to, I deliver this to the public? How do I get it out there to the public? Exactly. Yeah. And the next thing is I'm watching it. I'm watching this plane go into the next tower. Yeah. I know exactly where I was the minute I was there. And then I said to Jim, Jim, I'm so glad that we're going to be on. I'm going to be on with you tomorrow. He goes, yep, I've already got this, this, and this lined up. And we've got a counselor on the air. We're yeah. going to talk about it. I'm like.
2: <gasps> it's nice to have another person at the desk yes. when crap like that happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: But I'll tell you what. That's what I missed. That's when I missed radio tremendously. Really? Because I Is did. Those, those I intense points? It. Really? Yes. I, wow. w- I missed it so badly. I wanted to be there to talk about it, to explain, to show, to talk to people how yeah. they were feeling. there You know, what did you think? What do we think is going on? Mm -hmm. Tell me how to cope with... You know, I wanted to be in the center of that again. I missed that. I I was
2: at my desk uh, at my office at Skyward, and Maria Dalpra Brunowski came over. We didn't have any doors in our building. We had 6,000 square feet of office space, and there were no office doors. Oh, okay. All open concept? That's that's just sort of the way we worked. And she walked over, and she was all like flustered and sweaty and everything else. And she said, you're not going to believe a small plane has just plowed into one of the towers in New York city. Now that's what we're assuming.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, right, because, it was a small plane. Cause you, didn't you know. don't know. You no, no, no. It was
2: three minutes after it happened. Mm-hmm. And she says, can I go home and get my TV and bring it here? And so we know oh, what's yes. going on. So she did. And of course, everything unfolded from there Yeah. forever. I have the image of Maria's face coming up to my desk with just this terror. And then of course it would have been even more terror if she knew actually what had happened, Mm -hmm. if it had been an hour later and she Mm -hmm. realized it. But this Mm -hmm. was very, very fresh when she came over.
1: Yeah, same thing, burned in my mind. And then to know that it wasn't only that one, but then the Pentagon of whom I had a good friend and her husband who worked at the Pentagon. They were actually on the other side of the building the plane came in one side, you know
2: well, that's odd got that out. you would say that why because we have a a friend, Tom Craig, that uh, works in the intelligence Department at the Pentagon, mm-hmm. and they were doing some kind of construction or something that they had to have this meeting on the other side mm-hmm. of the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. They never did that Mm-mm. ever, Mm-mm. but that particular day they did, and it crashed right into the mm-hmm. side that they would have been. Having their meeting, mm-hmm. I remember and, calling Rachel and yeah, And you know somebody. who that meeting was with? With mm-hmm. who Tom was going to be in that meeting with? John Glenn. Mm. So things just happened. Isn't that, that crazy? Way. And yeah. then the one
1: that went down in the field with
2: yeah, uh, Pennsylvania. Just crazy, just yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, burned into my mind. Nine eleven. But on another note, there is a good thing because on nine eleven, I have a friend who had a little baby that was born on that oh. day and. Oh. Vince Felicia. Mm-hmm. So Carly, happy birthday. Hmm. Carly was born on that day. Wow. and So they... she's
2: 21. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Amazing. See how I did the math real you quick did very on well. that well. You did very well. But <laughs> wow. that,
1: was a, that was a big thing because they actually got her. They adopted her and they got her that day.
2: Do That'd you have car memories like uh, the car you learned to drive in? I do. That kind I of did. stuff.
1: Um, I learned to drive in my dad's Ford Fairmont. Whoa. it was just a ford fairmont (laughs) that's the one that i ended up getting i inherited that one i also learned how to drive in our station wagon it was a tan station wagon with brown paneling on the side you know the typical because we had five kids so you had to have a big car
2: i learned to drive in a screaming blue renault sedan Oh, wow. They were like go-karts that were licensed for the road.
1: Oh, funny. Yeah,
2: and I drove it up into a ditch. My dad was with me. Drove it up into a ditch and then, like, almost up onto Larry Miller's fence <laughs> before it came to a stop. And, you know, by the end of the day, we did pretty well, uh-huh. but it was clutch. Oh. So, you know, okay. I'm
1: 16, and my God, you gotta you got to get used to all that junk. I learned on an automatic, but my very first car... That I bought myself was a Pontiac 1000, and it was a standard. So Mm -hmm. it had like one or three miles, three miles on it when I bought it. When I drove it off the parking lot, it had 13 miles because I had to learn how to drive a clutch. I did not know how to drive a standard. Did you
2: ever have to uh, drive a, uh, like, three on the column? No. No? My grandpa's truck was like that. I go, get in here, boy. Because, you know, we go down to Virginia every year. You know, he's exposing me to these other things. Well, yeah, my other cousins, they know how to do this stuff. And he goes, come on, get in here. Now you're in the mountains, so you're dealing with clutches and inclines. And then you got three on the column. It's like, uh, really, this is not absolutely easy for me to do. And I was 10. You know, this is way before you're going to get your driver's license, but yeah. that's that's the way they are down there. Oh I, my God! I remember helping my dad work on cars. Dad was the kind of guy, or still is the kind of guy, that can fix absolutely anything. Hmm. So when somebody's going to go get a part for forty dollars, he'll go, whoa, 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 let's get this part over here for three dollars and give me an hour and see what happens. And sure enough. He'll end up fixing it one way or the other. Not it has to do with fans. That has to do with lawnmowers. Doesn't matter. So here we are in the middle of the winter. Something had gone haywire with this 1963 Cadillac. And they have great big panels that you would have to pull off the side to get into all your fixings. Mm-hmm. So we got in there and he fixed it. He ends up putting it back up there. And he goes, Tim, where's the electrical tape? And where's the screwdriver? I said, I don't know, Dad. You were the last one to use it. No, no, no. You lost it. Oh. No, no, no. You need to keep track of my, my, my tools. Mm. Well, he had secured it back behind the panel. So all of his tools were back behind the panel. Oh,
1: no. He had take the whole panel off. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, of course, he was eating crow on that one. Oh, but no. But we got it fixed. You know, mm. we got it fixed one way or the other. Well, you other. know what they
1: say. When you move to a new town, you should know a good doctor, a good mechanic. Oh, yeah. A dentist.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Maybe an attorney. Yeah. An insurance man.
2: You know, I had a neighbor one time that brought home a new car. And it wasn't new-new, but it was new to him. And he was just getting his license, and they didn't have much money as a family. So, I mean, this was like the golden crown of bringing something home. Mm -hmm. And it was a Thunderbird. Oh, wow. So I get in this Thunderbird, and he's showing us the car and everything, and I, I, I'm on, where's the stick shift? There was no stick shift, whether it be a manual or a, 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 an automatic. There was no stick shift. And I go, what kind of a car did they sell you? I'm just a little kid. He goes, believe it or not, the, the shifts are on the uh, left-hand side. They're buttons. Buttons? Yes.
1: That's weird.
2: Yes. This would have been 1971, 72 And that was the first exposure that I had to it. And now look where we are, the cars have buttons and knobs for the uh,
1: for the engines, for the starting, for everything. Yeah, like I can see that right there. Stop, start.
2: It's just so weird. Yeah. But I don't know. Thunderbird figured it out back then somehow. I don't. You know know who a really
1: cool car guy is, and he loves it. hmm. Steve Summers.
0: Oh, is he really? He's got a car that
1: he and his dad have. A truck. I think it's a truck. I I can't remember. I'll have to ask him for sure. But they fixed it up, and it is amazing.
0: Wow.
1: I just remember when I think of cars, I think of my friend Steve because he does a lot with vehicles and cars. I I, I didn't know he
2: still did that.
1: Yeah. He just showcased a beautiful. I think it's a truck. I think he and his dad were building a truck or refinishing a truck before his dad passed. And so he finished it. And it's beautiful. You know, uh,
2: I have friends that uh, that refurb. Uh. Trucks and cars, typically VW vans, which
1: ah, that, okay. that
2: has all kinds of sexy to it, okay. and they will refurbish them and and remodel them into the part where you would think that they are going to be in a film.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: they're that nice. So they bought like a 1942 car for my dad's cousin, mm-hmm. and they fixed this thing up, and it was gorgeous. And he drove it for maybe five or six years, and then he died. And one of the grandchildren drove that car uh, to his funeral.
1: Oh, wow. And
2: when you see all of that happening and you understand the story behind it, wow. it's just fantastic. Yeah. So then me with my camera, I decided to get probably the most best angle ever of that truck being at that funeral for when they carried the coffin out of the hearse. Yeah. And I just had to wait for it to happen and once they entered the frame, I took the picture, and it was it oh, just... Oh,
1: sweet. Yeah,
2: you just keep that stuff for a very, very long time.
1: Speaking of carrying the coffins, right now, today, just because I saw it pop up on my phone earlier, they are taking the coffin that's got Queen Elizabeth II mm-hmm. all the way through Scotland right now. Well, I don't know if she's doing a tour of all of her lands or what. Okay. But people are lined up and they have the opportunity oh. to mourn. But there's cars lined up behind it, yeah. cars in front of it. And it's it's open, you know, so it's just yeah. carrying Yeah, She'll be
2: laying in state for four Was days. Four days? And I understand that there is some tight protocol on this for mm-hmm. royal people mm-hmm. that she has to be married according to protocol or has yeah. to be buried nine days after she died. Yeah. Do you have pre- specific memories from cars both good and bad I do. Like, like if you see that car you go oh god that reminds me of so-and-so or such-and-such
1: well I don't know my uh, the Ford Fairmont is the one but it I will never see that car again because it literally burned up while I was driving it Whoa. literally so I was coming home I was working overnights at a radio station and coming home and late night you know so it's it's late and um I just was driving down St. Mary's Avenue in Hannibal, Missouri, and it's not there now, but there was an old gas station in like a pie-shaped corner of this area. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing little sparks, and I thought, oh, it's just the reflection from the circle, the Clark sign that, you know, the lights are flashing, Mm -hmm. because it's nighttime, and there's lights all over. And it just keeps coming by, and I thought, what the hell is going on? And then I see out of the front of my car... Sparks coming out of the front of my car, flames coming out of the front of my car, and I'm like Oh my God, oh my god So I pull over into this gas station thinking they're gonna have a fire <laughs> extinguisher, right? Oh, no. There is nobody there. What? Nobody is at that gas station. So I Does it
2: look like it's open?
1: It looked like the lights were on, you know?
2: God Maybe almighty. somebody was taking a big but potty no, break.
1: The door was locked, there was oh, nothing there. Oh. So I walk across the street to the Janney's house, which is family friends of ours, and I'm banging on the door at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Help me, help me, my car's on fire. And Mr. Janney Lyman comes out, and by the time we walk back down there, there's already a policeman and a fire truck there putting the fire out of (laughs) my car
0: because the police guy
1: just happened to be driving past it, (laughs) saw my car on fire, And thought, I better call the fire department because I never thought about this. If my car blows up, so does the whole block. (laughs) Because it's a gas station. But I never thought about that.
2: I was wondering what punchline was going to come to this story. And that's it.
1: That is it. And I had no idea. (laughs) could have blown up the block all i was thinking of is my car's on fire help me put my car out so no, that's the last that. you
2: saw of that the
1: last i saw of that car and wow. after that is when i got the pontiac 1000 yeah wow my little brother had a car and my sister would know better what it is i i this is when i was in college and they were you know still in high school and and they called it the prince valiant car so maybe oh it's sure a, a valiant car yeah yeah he had that and so he would take my sister to school and he'd go to school all the time with it too but that was also the car that he was in an accident in so that one is totaled too. Yeah. That wow. was a tough one.
2: I remember we always had the choice my my old girlfriend and I Jerry we always had the choice of either taking her dad's VW bug mm-hmm. or my dad's 1967 brown Cadillac. To school? No, oh, just, just like anywhere. on dates and oh, stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you realize those Cadillacs were like driving city blocks. <laughs> And then the VW bugs were like go karts that were oh, modified. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Buddy. So, depending on where we would go, it wasn't a case of, you know, I mean, my God, gas was 38 cents a mm-hmm. gallon back then. So, it wasn't even a concern about that. It was basically space. Uh huh. Right. We were a hair from taking Armin's VW bug, her dad's VW bug. We were out, going to have lunch and go shopping and go to the mall, you know, like right. teenagers do. And we decided not to. We decided to take my dad's Cadillac. Thing well, I had
1: more space to put stuff in if you're going shopping.
2: Yes. Okay. But we are at the intersection of Maine and Fulton, right there where the Olympic is. The Olympic uh, restaurant the and Olympic bar. Olympic
1: restaurant, good restaurant in Rockford. If you ever There
2: was knowing. a guy that was in the far fourth lane over that was drunk. This is middle of the afternoon <gasps> oh my on a gosh. Saturday he came across and hit the back end of the guy in the lane next to him he came across the third lane and hit the tip of the first one and came across the fourth lane which we were in and hit us head on oh no in fact i still have the picture of that cadillac that had sort of the front ripped open on it and the only thing that you could see in it was the die hard battery.
1: Oh my. So
2: there's your symbol, man. We die, but we die hard. And wow. of course, no insurance, blah, blah, blah.
1: That person didn't?
2: No, no. Oh and, my gosh. And nobody else got hurt, but you know, I had a concussion and Jerry had a concussion and my knee got messed up along the steering column oh, yeah, right, right, and right. all that stuff. And we had to, everybody had to wake up everybody every two hours to see if we were still okay. And Doesn't it all turned- airbags? No, no, no. No, no. Okay. I, I'm not even 100% sure we had seatbelts. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not 100% sure we had seatbelts. Not that they were where we weren't using them.
1: Right. I'm not so sure they well, were there. Yeah, exactly. Because way yeah. back when, you know, my brother had, he just had one seatbelt just across the, the bottom. They yeah, never no, had the one across the no top. No harness, yeah. No harness, yeah, whatever, just wow. the bottom, but yeah. Wow.
2: That's where I remember the VW Bug, so, you know, years Either before or after that, I don't know. Is Herbie the Love Bug? You remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Oh so God, every bug. time I see that white VW bug, bug, yeah, I I remember that uh, car of Armin's. We had we had a lot of great times in both of those cars. Uh, one time I remember, and this is so stupid, but we're teenagers. Jerry and I decided to take the VW Bug over to the Robin Drive-In Theater. You know, we see the movie. A VW Bug is the last car that you should be taking to a drive-in movie for obvious reasons. So we come out of the uh, Robin drive-in at maybe, what, 11 o'clock at night or something like that. And we live literally two cornfields behind the Robin drive-in theater. So we're driving back to the house. Well, you know, we're teenagers. We get a little frisky. And so we pull over on Auburn. As if we had a flat tire. That kind of stupid pullover. Okay. So there we are. And all of a sudden, Make it out. sheriff lights are behind us. So what does Tim do in his ultimate stupidity? He jumps out of the car and said, I am so glad you're here because we think the radio's on fire. And the guy looks at me and he goes, Well, I'll take a look at it, but I don't think that was what was on fire. Oh my God. Okay. So fast forward, he says, Get back in, get her home, you get home. Don't stop anywhere in between. Okay, fine. So Jerry and I go to Northern Illinois University. We end up not seeing each other anymore. She meets this guy. We're still friends. Fast forward three or four years later, she invites me over to her house, and I go, wow, you look really familiar. And he goes, yeah, so do you.
1: Was it the policeman?
2: I pulled you guys over in 1978 on Auburn Street.
1: Oh, how funny. Oh, that's wild. Hey, have you ever hit an animal?
2: Oh, yes.
1: What? Did you hit a deer or something?
2: Oh, several. Okay. several they just give you absolutely no warning mm-hmm. i told you about the geese that flew into my windshield you know did i, I tell
1: hit. you about the steer we hit
2: no a steer <laughs> jesus bigger than the car i know it. are you serious yep who the hell hit why is there a loose steer
1: Well, that's a question I don't know. We had to ask the farmer, and we never got that. What state were you in? So we were, when I was little, we were driving up to, up here to this area, because I lived in Hannibal at the time, Mm -hmm. and we were driving up to this area to visit my uncle and my aunt and all my cousins, and it was nighttime, because we drove at night after Dad got off work, and we were all packed, so we could all sleep in the car, the kids could sleep. Oh, of course. Because we are going for a family reunion, so my mom had this big, beautiful sheet cake that was decorated as a family tree. Oh. whatever so it's all yeah. in the back of the uh, station wagon along with our suitcases and whatnot so we were actually all five kids my baby sister was a baby so mom was holding her
2: Hence the name.
1: Hence the name, Baby <laughs> Sister Haha. <laughs> um, myself and my brother were laying m- heads against the doors and our feet in the middle on the seat. And then down below, you know, where your feet are normally, yeah. there was a board there. And my other, babies, my other two sisters were laying there, too. Oh, we all had a blanket over us. We're sleeping.
2: Sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we're driving. All of a sudden, we smash into this thing. I don't know what happened. Obviously, I was laying down. I don't know. But it happened to be a steer. So we're spinning and whatnot. And we
2: did it wreck all, the car
1: it wrecked the car there's glass everywhere you know flying whatever too my wow. mom had, thankfully had a, a diaper over joanne's head and we were all all of us kids had blankets on so because we didn't the have glass too much, flying the glass yeah well i just remember a trucker stopping behind us we got out and i remember talking to the trucker and i got to get on his shoulders i was riding on his shoulders he took us over across the street
0: mm-hmm. to this
1: farmhouse My mom, in her later years, recounted this story to us and said that uh, the farmhouse woman was kind of freaked out that there was these five, six people here. Yes, yes. Talked about the the steer that was there, and she said, I just need to call my uncle, and my uncle was like an hour and a half, two hours away, so he came down, picked us all up, and we went back there, but the woman didn't want us to come into the house, even though we were picking glass out of... Everything. So we were like right there in the front little room and that was about it. And just, you know, whatever. So, yeah. I have to tell you, the cake was not smashed at all. Just one little corner. And everything else, the whole car was demolished, but the cake survived. God.
2: So when you get the glass out of your hair, we can all have dessert. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was, that was for the reunion. Yeah, exactly. We almost hit a bison in Yellowstone. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were not going fast at all. But when you are going up, and around and then down a curve mm-hmm. you i mean no matter you can't you, really
0: see well
1: if
2: you're going 30 miles an hour you don't know what's on the other end right well all of a sudden i'm up the ass of a bison who's going down the middle of the road oh, no and he's moving at a pretty good pace but honestly he's not going full gallop mm-hmm. and i'm going mm-hmm. 30 miles an hour mm. and it was all we could do and all he did was just turn around, like look at you, like, What the oh,
1: heck are you doing? Really, get off my ass. Really? Is what he was saying. I was
2: sort of, <laughs> yeah, I was sort of here first, and then he just kept going. It's like, God, you gave me a heart attack, <laughs> but yeah, you just don't think anything of it. Oh, Not hey, I've got all. some shout outs, by the way. Oh, cool, okay, got some folks that are spanning all over the place. Sophia is in Japan, she is teaching hmm. English in Japan. Hmm. Kevin is in south of Cancun, Mexico, and Theodore is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, so, welcome,
1: you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for
2: listening. It's really, really fun to know where people are. I think uh, I think our tally is we're in 36 states and 10 countries.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. And we'd love to know where you are. So, you know, what you can do is, is go to our website, which is Lifes3x5s.com, and there's a tab at the very end on the far right hand side contact Mm -hmm. us type tab you can just say hi you know we're listening and tell us your name and where you're from or you can give us a topic to to talk about Mm -hmm. or you can tell us a place that you think might be interesting to go to
2: I've got a three by five.
1: Oh yes, okay.
2: We ought to probably do yeah, at least we haven't done one. at least at least one before the show's yeah, over. Yeah,
1: I got a couple of them too. But I keep forgetting about them.
2: People are going to go, why? Why, why are do you calling why do you, a why three do you by
1: call five? That because
2: if you don't do it anymore, yeah,
1: All of our questions are on index cards, three <laughs> by five cards. topics.
2: This is from Mitch in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. He says, "Have you ever been part of a threes company conversation? Do you know what that means? You remember the sitcom with John yeah. Uh, Ritter? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Okay. yeah.
1: Two girls and one guy?
2: Yes. Somebody hears a little bit of something, and then they don't hear the other part, and then they assume the other part, and then all of a sudden it goes down a rabbit hole that is nowhere near where it started, and then the landlord comes in, and it gets all kinds of all, you know, messed <laughs> around. Have you ever been part of a threes company conversation where you just are completely flabbergasted by where the conversation actually started out?
1: If I have, I don't recall it. No uh
2: uh-uh. You know when you're in a house and you've got somebody let's say in a bedroom. Okay. And somebody in a bathroom okay. and somebody in a living room. Okay. And of course everybody's getting trying to get ready and get out the door and they're yelling I'll be here in 10 minutes. I'll be it'll take me. I'm almost done. You know, yeah, all that right, kind right, of right. stuff. All right.
1: That's typical morning at our house.
2: So here is my son and my wife in the house, and they're doing this back and forth, back and forth. And I'm doing it back and forth, back and forth. And I'm out in the garage waiting for them. And my son walks out, and he says, You know, I agree with Mom. I said, What are you talking about? He says, I agree with her when she called you a booger-picking diva. What? (laughs) That's what he heard. It couldn't have been further from the truth. That is not what she said. But he heard back in the bathroom, booger picking diva, I'm dying. And he thinks he's all serious. (laughs) He thinks he heard it (laughs) genuinely. And I go, no, that's not it. I go, wait till mom comes out here. I said, she'll have another story. And I can't remember where it started out, but it started out like something very Blase.
1: So what was this? What would she I, say? I don't know. I oh, can't remember. Tim, you're leaving me hanging here.
2: I, I'm leaving you hanging.
1: Oh my gosh. It was
2: so blase, and he turned it into booger picking diva.
1: That's crazy.
2: I know. It was sort of. That's I, I love that show.
1: So this this has been a kind of an interesting weekend. We had a, a celebration of life. And then a celebration of a marriage happening this weekend. And so I've been talking about our podcast and telling people about it, too. Well, one of the new gals, Kelly, who's listening now. Hi, Kelly. I'm so glad you're joining us now. She said... And I, people were asking questions left and right. And she says, So, what, what times of the day or night do you, do you do your best work? I mean, when do you do your best work on here? <laughs> and I'm thinking, Oh, girl, that is a loaded question. <laughs> oh, big time. If only big you knew. Time. Well, it depends on
2: what the work is. Exactly. If you're getting up to clean bathrooms as opposed to doing voiceover work, your answer may be different. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and here in podcasts. So, like today, we were here at, you know, midday, let's say midday. Wait, is this work? No, it's not work.
0: <laughs> well, do you said, get your best
1: work done? Well, I think we're doing fine. This is like, yeah, this is like. She said work though. I mean. So, you know. Okay. Work. So voice work for me, if I'm doing voice work, it's usually in the morning, about mid morning or later on at night.
2: I would agree because the, the milk from my cereal is out of my voice oh. by mid morning. Yeah. Cause I, I can't drink orange juice and then do voice work because it is, I got all kinds of phlegm. And then by the, That's why you do tea. Hot uh, tea. I don't like tea tea's too rooty. I love tea.
1: Oh I love I tea. Well, tea. well like, and I told you about the the like, mushroom coffee too, right? I
2: know. Oh, I, love I can't it. I can't do it. I feel like it's trying to cleanse my veins. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just you feel like something is digging at the inside of your veins. That's oh, okay. I know. No, I don't know it, exactly it's a mental I issue. It. Yeah, this, I know. It's crazy. It's not a coffee issue. But it's anyways, a mental issue.
1: Thanks, Kelly, for that little little input. I'm, I'm, I hope that you're listening and hope you like it.
2: I think Kelly really asked that question because she wants to come over and help us with our oh. work. So oh, she girlfriend. wants to know what time to show up.
1: There you go. Yeah.
2: So did you get Kelly's phone number on I that did. one? I did. Okay. Because I have lawn work to do because after all this rain's done. Well,
1: she's more of a kindred spirit to me than to you because she's a canner. So we were talking about canning tomatoes. Well, I and canning
2: like to pickles. eat. I know. <laughs> I could. I could be part of this team. By the way, I fixed your tomato sauce that you gave me
0: mm-hmm.
2: I like it it was very good I tried you know because of your influence I tried a different kind of noodle oh
1: you tried this was it a wheat pasta
2: no chickpeas oh chickpeas yeah yeah gotta D- be careful with that don't care for them
1: well you gotta be careful on how you prepare them too were they too soft no okay
2: no Too hard. but they were sort of cardboard tasting not that I chomp on cardboard very much but they just didn't have a pop to them oh. I'm sure they were good for me and I added some chicken chunks in there, but the, the sauce was very good, by the way. Good.
1: Thank you. I'm glad yeah. you liked that. Yeah. Glad you like that. Well, she she was doing, Kelly was doing a lot of the stuff, too. She has pickles. She did some hot peppers. <laughs> she does
2: wine. I mean, she's got... Does she do pickle wine?
1: No. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't that, think so. that, yeah, that yeah, sorry. would be something. No, but have you ever had dandelion wine? No. When we were growing up, my dad, we no. had to pick all the dandelions out of this huge yard, and we did dandelion wine. We had wine down in our basement and big jugs with balloons on top because that's how you get the air and stuff too. Really? Yeah. That's what I remember. I don't know what it tastes like, but that's what they did. Wow. Dandelion wine.
2: Have you ever had glug?
1: I had that for the first time about three years ago.
2: A very hot Hot. I mean, like scalding hot? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. it's
1: something you do every, all day long. Oh, I don't know how yes. you make it. But. Yes.
2: You can get drunk off the fumes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So it's sort of funny when you're around in Christmas time. And all the old guys are, you know, getting it all fixed up, and they put it on, and it's just long, long. Smells really, really good. It's fantastic.
1: Cinnamon and orange. Yes,
2: yes. So when it smells good, you want to smell more of it. Mm. And when you're 12, (laughs) and it's like dinner time, you're hammered. That's funny. (laughs) They're going. Tim is such a unique boy you know when the holiday <laughs> when the holidays come around we don't quite see him like this yes because you've liquored him up if you can buy it in a bottle without doing the whole cooking thing oh i don't know if you can do that but if so i'll get some
1: oh, oh and i'll oh, fix it
2: like apple cider
1: Oh, I'll heat it I up gotcha. and I'll put it
2: in a thermos I gotcha and the winter's coming and, and we'll that will it, be uh, our gotcha. yes I gotcha and then by 45 minutes into the podcast you're gonna be sloshy <laughs> you know sloshy lips <laughs> thanks I know,
1: well no really okay it's powerful stuff it well, maybe really we is we, maybe we better not do one of those <laughs> and we definitely won't be doing it here in our mobile studio. <laughs>
2: Our car in the middle of a car show. <laughs> These people are saying, and how much are you putting into this? You actually have a mobile studio because they think of like radio station vans and oh, stuff like no, that. no, 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 no. This is basically cardboard boxes in the back of a seat of a van.
1: But it's pretty. It I know.
2: It is pretty. Yeah, the cardboard boxes are pretty. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for, for a radio podcast where nobody sees anything.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, except wow. Except pictures that I took, yeah.
2: Thanks for oh, coming out coming. in the rain, Liz.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You're I welcome. I
2: really do. And yeah. The, did you see
1: that I have my rain boots on? Your I
2: rain boots. My
1: polka dot rain boots. Yeah, see? Hey, my... those are different. Yeah, aren't they fun? They're my slosh boots. Are
2: they Are they filled with that uh, really cool lining like they use in Alaska? Are they fuzzy? Nope. They're not fuzzy. Nope. Oh. It's just rain boots. All right.
1: Just, I just, my slosh, Yeah. Slog I ju- here.
2: I, oh, just, my, I just got see? my hiking boots on. They're just on. clear, just like that. Ah. See? see now you're the kind of person what? this is this is dangerous oh, territory when here i do go. this I know. you're the kind of person that'll just walk right through the puddle me you're right i me, do. me i got long enough legs that i can sort of jump over and find my way out of being sop and wet by the time i walk across the park
1: well i can do that too i just choose <laughs> not to
2: not near as much fun no. it's not near as no, much what? fun Well,
1: (laughs) I think the car show's over because there are cars leaving.
2: Yeah, it's been a long day for these people that can't really do the bonafide car show. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I wonder who won the awards. We'll have to go in and see.
2: All right, let's let's go inside for sure. All right. Well,
1: thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of Life's Three by Fives.
2: I'm Tim Larson
1: and I'm Liz Wilder.
2: Next time and down the road,
1: (laughs) we'll see ya.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit Lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Lifes3x5s.